Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Spears and Steinberg on iTunes. On iTunes and rate something, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to rate us. You got to rate you us. You got to rate us. You got to rate us. We got to know what, what's, what's going on. So we, can we move up on, we get some stars on uh, on iTunes? Yeah. DMX, we need some stars on iTunes. Go to Spears and Steinberg on iTunes. Rate a motherfucker. Uh-huh. Oh, I got a live one here. Yo, what's good? Fuck, I'm trying to recover from... Yo, what's up, what's up uh, podcast uh, friends, family, and newcomers? Uh, is, this, is this the first one for the new year or no? Yeah, this is the first. We did one, but we recorded it before the new year. Uh, so this is our first, first. Since now being in the new year. Yep. Holy shit, I guess I should be more jazzed, but I'm trying to recover from uh, last night. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, man. Um Finished the show. Went to where did we go? Promonte Bro- Brothers. Yeah, Promonte. I think it's Promonte Brothers. Promonte Brothers, which is a staple out here in Pittsburgh, known for their sandwiches with fries on it, right? And coleslaw with uh, horseradish sauce right. and uh, cheese and tomatoes, which I took the tomatoes off. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, ate good last night. Drank good. This weather has been fucking brutal. Uh, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so I should be used to uh, cold weather. But this shit here is just unnecessary. I think at one point, what was it, zero degrees last it night? Was zero degrees when we walked back. I did shots just to stay warm. Uh, which also is, by the way, uh, is a misconception. People think that when you drink alcohol, it makes you warm. It actually doesn't. It thins the blood. So it uh, that's a myth. Well, it warmed up my chest. Did it really? Yeah. Well, shot well, a jack. If it, if it gives you the illusion that you're warm, then mission accomplished. But I don't like this shit at all. When I got in town on Thursday, it was 10 degrees. And uh, plus with the wind chill fact, I just never felt nothing like this. I, I left the airport. I saw a polar bear wearing a mink. It was crazy. I looked at the polar bear. I was like, nigga, what the fuck? Polar bear looked back at me like, nigga, it's like that. Uh, I never faced that kind of cold, man. So y'all can have this shit. I don't even know. To the, what do you call them? Pits, Pits, Pittsburghdonians? I don't, I don't know. Pittsburghians? Whatever, you, whatever y'all are, man. How the fuck do y'all not just move out of this motherfucker? This is, cri- this is crucial. Like I said, I've been in New York when it's cold, but I don't know that I've ever been in single digits, and I've been in California since 93, so uh, y'all can have this cold shit. This ain't for me no more. No, this was for real. Like I'm looking out the window right now in the river is frozen like yeah it's just frozen yeah it just you know and pittsburgh's one of these you know used to i don't know if it is anymore wasn't it known for steel industrial steel fucking blue collar just hardcore cities uh good people man but um steelers is life here what are those uh what are those uh, the, the the guys that ride the horse and buggies to ride the horse and buggies? Yeah, the Am- the Amish. The Amish live no. out here. I don't know. They're not supposed to have like... I didn't even know that. Yeah, they don't have like heating. I don't know how those fucking dudes live. I, I, I don't know, but... but uh, I couldn't... I know you Pittsburghians live and die for your fucking Steelers, man. It's this Because like I've been... Uh, like You go to, to... I don't know if you consider Pittsburgh a major city. Like you think major city. I think New York, Chicago, L.A. Like major. You know what I mean? I, I, I think Philly... 
But I don't know how major Pittsburgh is, but usually, like, in terms of sports towns, you know, New York is a diehard sports city, Philly, Chicago. But it feels like because the city is so big, there's other things to do. Where here it feels like, other than the Steelers, what the fuck do you do out here? I don't know, man. And I talked to some dude. I said, if the weather was like this, you would still go to the game? And he goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, y'all. Ooh, Steelers, boy. Y'all, y'all women got some strong shoulders. Big shoulders. I love it, though. Um, but no, I like this place, man. It, it, you know, it, good food, too. Because I, I, I wasn't familiar with Pramonti, Permenti Brothers, however you pronounce it. But Jim's on the Run, which, again, is off of one of my favorite shows. Uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. They got a place called Jim's on the Run, and they make parma, uh, chicken parm sandwiches as big as an office desk. I mean, it's 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 fucking amazing. So, to anybody that's never been to Pittsburgh, uh, if you ever come to Pittsburgh, you got to check out Jim's on the Run. It is fucking amazing. Uh, and one of my favorite comics is from here, Billy Gardell. Oh, really? He was just in. Uh, he's in Phoenix this week. Is he? Yeah, Billy. I think I think uh, we may have, I may have mentioned him or we talked about him briefly when we did the comic list. Yeah. But uh, Billy Gardell, man, a funny, funny fucking uh, dude from Pittsburgh, man. He's got that, that, that one special I love. I'm sure he's had more than one, but my favorite one is the halftime. And I think we joked about it yeah. at one time. Talk about yeah. uh, we played the first half of my life and it's been really sloppy. Uh, so, yeah, if, again, if you're comedy fan... Billy Gardell, man, that's a funny fucking dude. And he's on that show, Mike and Molly. He plays, uh, what's her name? The famous funny chick. I don't remember her name. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, he plays uh, her husband on the show. So, Did they cancel that show, though? I don't know. I don't think so. I know it's in, I know it's in syndication, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's popular enough to, why would they cancel it? But she's also a movie star, so she might have been like trying to move on to greener pastures. I heard they canceled it because she got too skinny. No. No, I'm serious. Seriously? Yeah, she didn't have that that look that they wanted. That look, but she's got the popularity, though. Yeah, but they wanted a playful, chubby couple. You think when people slim down, they lose the funny? No. no. Not if they came with the funny. Yeah, but I hear people say shit like that. Oh, when you, when you know, so-and-so was funny when they were fat, you know? Well, just because that person probably thinks fat people are funny, so, like... In their head, they can't make those fat jokes anymore, and that's one of the things that they related to them. That's probably why they think they lose it. But they're funny's funny unless that's all they did was fat right. jokes. Well, to, to 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 debunk that theory, that actually is a great segue into what we wanted to talk about anyway. Because a lot of people said um, since Chappelle uh, buffed up, he's not as funny, uh, which is fucking insane. Uh, but that that that's a cool segue into what uh, we want to talk about. Because for me, it was a, it was an event. I finally watched. All yeah. forty-eight of the new Dave Chappelle specials. Uh, <laughs> so it, it was a, it was an event for me. I had my liquor, I had my trees, I blocked out some time, uh, and I'm, of course I watched the first two when they came out. So I really mean these last two, uh, which was a treat because I didn't expect that he was doing a fourth one. I know he was contracted to do three, but that's how much of a gym rat Dave is. He pumped out an extra one and did four total. What'd you think? I loved it. I loved it. I, I think that, uh, I mean, I told you this when I saw it, and you asked me. I said, I think that the genius in this is so deep that it's going to take months, if not years, before people realize why this was so funny. Um, exactly. Or, or maybe they'll have a, a better appreciation for what they thought they were offended by. Because uh, I know that, you know, he caught some flack for the transgender material and uh, some other stuff. But um, anything that he could have caught flack for, he addressed in that. Because when he, he did, yeah, yeah, he did. He addressed it, and the whole joke came full circle, and he addressed every part of it. I don't understand anybody having a problem with comedy, right? Um, yeah, man. Uh, fuck, I, you know, it's funny. Like comics, and I and I and I've said this before. Um, like when he came out and he said, uh, "I'm so good, I can tell a joke backwards." Um, as a comic, I, I, before he finished the joke. I can tell you right now, he he didn't write that joke backwards. The genius was that he fooled the the setup was him saying he wrote it backwards. The genius is that he fooled them into thinking that he wrote it backwards, which he clearly didn't. I think he could have wrote that first joke backwards, the very first one where he tells about the teacher and then he then he kicks her. 
right? No, because again, the punchline was kick her in the pussy, right? So you're saying you thought he wrote that backwards? The first, the the first joke that you hear, but then when he calls it back at the very end, that was obviously the joke. That was the bigger joke that he took us through the whole thing, and he didn't write that. At well, the end. well, first of all, I thought he was going to end with that because for him, I, he did it twice, right? The first time with the stovetop stuffing, right? And that's then, what the stovetop does. And, and, and then he ended it with the Emmett Till thing, but. I thought he was going to save it till dead last. It was still genius what he did. Yeah. But I thought he was going to save it dead last because by that time, the, the crowd will have long forgotten about it. Exactly. And then to end like that would have been the big, oh, he fall, oh, fuck, you see what he did? But he, he, he did it earlier with the stovetop. But my thing is this. If he really wanted to prove to the audience that he could write a joke backwards, he would have gave it to the crowd. I want you, one of you guys to yell out random Whatever. Uh, I like Campbell's soup. And then if right there on the spot, he wrote a joke ending with the punchline, I like Campbell's soup, that would have been backwards. He didn't write that backwards. He had already had that joke done before. Somewhere he had already done that joke. But then he went, how do I really flip this? Let me say, here's this random punchline I put in a fishbowl. Knowing he was going to end with that, do the stovetop stuffing joke a little bit just past that, which now the audience wasn't even thinking about it. Then when he tied it together, you went, oh, so he accomplished the goal. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you right now, it's it's it, there's no way he wrote that backwards because I'm going to tell you something. And you and I talked about this. What the audience doesn't know is that comics like magicians, it's an illusion. There are certain tricks we use. That the crowd to to an unsuspecting crowd, you guys don't know. If you've never seen only only audience members who have seen uh, the same comic on more than one occasion, and if they've seen them do some of that same material, they know ah, I know what's coming. But to an unsuspecting crowd, anything that's been done that looks spontaneous at times isn't spontaneous. It's just that it's been done before and they know if they're smart or if they're good, how to weave it within your set to make it look spontaneous. I'm not going to give away my shit, but I'll tell you this. And you've been with me long enough to know now. uh, Every city you go to, every place you work, there are certain things that consistently happen all the time. Yeah. It don't matter what city you are, you're in the race. There are certain things that are just repetitive you always gonna have that asshole that doesn't laugh no matter how funny you are no matter how much everybody or how many people around them are fucking losing their shit you always have that person who's mean mugging you always have that drunk bitch at the bachelorette group that is just obnoxious you always have an old person you, like there's just certain things that constantly exist and when those situations present themselves and you know how to fuck with it and find it and flip it and find the joke and you and you know what that joke is based on that. No matter what city you're in, if again, if you know what you're doing, when that situation presents itself, you should be able to stop your set, address it, kill it, because now that person, that situation becomes a bit. Now you can do that bit, kill it and get right back on your playbook. And to an audience that's never seen you, that's amazing. They go, oh, my God, the way you fucking handled that situation and beat it up. And you got back on. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, you attacked it again. You beat it up. You got back on. Oh, I never seen nothing. Like, yeah, it, it's ta-da. That's the rabbit out of the hat. So I, I'm, I, I just as a comic, I knew what he I knew what he did. But I'm going as an audience member, if you don't know comedy and you're strictly an, an, an observer and you and he, and he got you the way he got. Yeah, that was amazing. The illusion. The illusion. It was amazing. The setup was, like I said, the setup was him saying I wrote it backwards, knowing he didn't, knowing the audience knows he didn't. The punchline is that he fooled you. I think he wrote the whole joke out with the end at the very end of the joke the stovetop stuffing joke i think he wrote backwards to make us so that we didn't we didn't see what was coming at the very end that's, right that's what i think right I, I think he went that way dave if you ever listen to this podcast <laughs> which he will not never ever but if you ever do for some strange reason 
please let us know. No, but I thought it was an all genius. Uh, I, I loved every one of those, and I, I don't understand people when they knock Dave that uh, those weren't good. These were all separate hours that he's yeah. just running together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's a genius. I don't get it how anybody doesn't see the brilliance behind everything he just did. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, we all know how entertainment and life works. You know, you can only be great for so long before it's time to tear down the. Uh, the God that we've created uh, or that's created itself. Um, but Dave is such a unique, a unique talent. I also love the fact, you know, watching the specials that he has this unique ability to create a moment of tension based on reality in terms of what's going on in the world. And when you feel, you could feel it in the room, you could feel it while watching it, that it, that there's tension. And then he knows how to come with the right joke at the right time to totally diffuse that. That's a talent that's hard to possess. That's a skill that that a lot of people aren't good at. Like he can talk about the to talk about Emmett Till and 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 make that funny in certain areas. That's that's amazing. Well, because it causes you to think and you that's what I like about comedy. You should be able to laugh. But you should get something out of it. You shouldn't just watch. It's like empty calories. It's like drinking a soda if you don't get something out of it. It's just, it tastes good, but didn't do anything for you. Um, I like the message inside the joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, but again, even when you, when you, uh, he's getting you to think. He's getting you to think about something that's just, it, you just instinctively, you go, God, how do you, why do you make this? You're going down this road. If you know anything about Emmett Till and the history of that, uh, situation. That's a that's a tough road to travel, man. You know, and, and and again, he can he can just take what's serious and 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 put the humor in it, find the funny in it, and and that's just fucking and that's unique, man. No, it's amazing. I I, re- I agree. I mean, I I thought the specials, all the specials, but this last one I really liked, and I loved it. I loved the bit that see he did at the the fourth part that he did at the store in the. Uh, in the which belly, one? In the belly room. The, oh, which the, bit? I love the whole the whole thing. I love the transgender bit that happened in there. Right. Because uh, he, for like when you said he took he got heat for it. That bit, he says I he goes well. There's only two more songs left. Oh, we're huh. gonna continue. You know, right, we might right, as well right, finish. Right, right. How does anybody get mad at what he said when in his own realization in the joke that he was like, well, it's it's it's, it's here. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I, I almost. And mad at myself because I kind of feel like, look, I've been doing my Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner transgender joke from the moment that shit became an issue or or, or news. Like when when uh, he she did the thing for uh, the the ESPYS and got the award. I've been I've been doing that joke, so I always get nervous sometimes that. Now the Chappelle specials, because I didn't do it on my special, the comedy blueprint available on iTunes. I love the pun. Because um, my manager was so like, yo, shouldn't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't do it um, for the reasons that I was advised not to. And now I hate myself for it because I felt like, no, motherfucker, stick to your guns. So I'm almost feeling like anybody that sees me do it now on stage probably has the idea, oh, he's trying to you know, take a page out of Dave's book and be controversial. And it's, and I'm saying this and I, and I swear to God, if I'm lying and I'm dying, I've been doing that. And, 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 and and my, and my take on it is, is, you know, vastly different from Dave's, but it's a take. And, 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 and I just, it makes me nervous because I just don't want people to think somehow, Oh, I'm trying to, you know, bite from Dave or, or ride Dave's coattails. Get the edgy. Yeah, yeah, because I've been doing that. And you know that because you've been fucking with me long before his specials came out. Yeah. So, because I remember one time I was doing a a gig in, I forget where, and it wasn't Boston. It was Chicopee. One of those weird, I forget the name of the city, some weird name that starts with a C. And I remember I uh, I was on stage and I finished my set and I'm selling my merch and I remember this this white dude was with his boy, and he didn't think I heard him or saw him, but I, I he was within earshot, and I heard him, and I saw him. He said something to the extent of, yo, man, 
Yo, he, he, he all his shit was Patrice O'Neal. And I, it, it pissed me off. And I, I had a crowd of people around my table buying my merch. And I stopped and I said, what did you hear me say? Right now, tell me. Verbatim, give it to me. What did I do that you can sit here and go, that's Patrice? There might have been, and, and, and I always tell people this, man, with comedy. Just because you saw, and, I'm, and, and in no way, no way, no way am I sitting here trying to say Patrice got something from me. No fucking way. But but there are times when comics will talk about a certain subject matter that may be the same. Parallel thought. We all have it. Right. But there's a difference between parallel thought and straight up theft. Right. Like with the Amy Schumer thing, I heard Joe Rogan kept saying parallel thought. If, if I'm talking about brownies and you're talking about brownies, that's parallel thinking. But if I tell you I love brownies because I put uh, piss and shit in it. And you go, I love brownies because I put snot and shit in it. That's different. That that's we, we're bordering. Yeah, we're we're, th- we're thieving here. Right. So I remember Patrice when he did Elephant in the Room. He talked about the interracial couple in the front, and he did a, a, a big bit about interracial romance. Again, hand to God, I've been doing that shit. I was doing uh, uh, interracial. I would come out and fuck with an interracial couple and do some shit on that long before Elephant in the Room came out. Now, again, when you look at his shit and you look at my shit, not even close to the same, close in, su- close in subject matter, but not anywhere close to the to the punchlines or the setups. So, again, I, d- this guy is, I said, motherfucker, tell me exactly verbatim what I did. So just because you, we might have touched on some of the same subject matters, don't do that. And of course he couldn't tell me verbatim what it was because there was nothing. But sometimes, for, you know, when, when guys actually take verbatim a bit, what, what people tend to do, and, and I say this, just because you saw someone do it first don't mean they did it first. If you sit at home and you watching TV and you see some comic do a bit, people often tend to think, well, I saw so-and-so do it on TV, so they're the author. No, you just saw someone who stole it and put it out there first. So... I'm saying all that to say, uh, damn, I wish I had done my, 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 my Caitlyn Jenner bit because I'm going to be honest with you. I love what Dave did, but I know the bit that I do, I think is more offensive. And I don't mean offensive in terms of I'm looking to offend. Just people going to get offended by the very nature of the subject. Right. I, I think mine, I don't, I don't want to say edgier because uh, that makes it seem like I'm trying to say, I'm one up. I'm trying to. I'm one up on Dave. I'm better than Dave, and that's not what I'm going for. I'm just saying. I think mine is a like almost as if his joke was peroxide. Mine's is mine's is rubbing alcohol. It's, it's going to sting the shit out you. I like it. I like yours. I like his. I really liked his. I like how he handled his because he talks about it as a community. You talk about it as uh, as culturally, like how people look at different things. Uh, because you take it in a completely different direction. And I like what you say because uh, that was real. That's all real. Right. Uh, his is his thought. Yours is about how people think, and that's kind of what I really. I think my. I think mine's is what you just said. It. it, it it's personal to me as much as it is to to a lot of people in the sense that this is how I feel. I share this viewpoint, but of the danger is you can't say that now. You're not allowed to feel how you feel. You're not allowed to feel uncomfortable. You're not allowed to have an opinion. As long as how you feel and what you think don't infringe upon someone's rights and it doesn't physically harm anybody, you should be able to feel how the fuck you feel. I don't think there's a crime in that. No, because not all of us catch up at the same place. Everybody wants us to feel like we're supposed to embrace everything. We don't all embrace everything at the same time. Yeah. And when you make someone have to say that they embrace it, you're not helping the situation because you just have a fake person in your group. That's all you have. Right. Let people be who they are. But again, like I said, yours takes us down a different reality. And uh, I, I love. And you, you deal. I, I don't want to give away any of your joke, but you, you, you bring up the media in it and how it, how it's. And I love that part of it. That's the part that I like because that's the big twist that no one else does. <laughs> and you know, it's always fun for me is like when I'm doing the joke, you know, as you talk and you read in the audience's face 
and this is, I wish people could see this because they can't, but it's like, you know, sometimes whether it's a guy and his girl or two girls, it's never two dudes because dudes get it. But uh, when there's that thing where they're both looking at you, but at some point, based on what I say, they give that look to each other. It's that it's that look of mm, whether it's a disapproval. I know it ain't good because there ain't no there ain't no smiles. They just look at each other like there's something going on. Like they know somebody transgender. They're somehow affiliated. They have an opinion that may not match mine, but they, there's a there's an exchange, and you know at that moment, oh shit. Fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, I I got a little bit that uh, Friday early show, which I thought I had a good set Friday early show, but I saw a lot of open mouths during my show, and I love that part when right. I see people look at me and like with that head tilt and a right, little bit right, like, right. did you really say that? Right. Like, there's nothing that makes me feel better than having people look at me like that, though. Yeah. Um. And that iceberg slim, uh, story that he tells. Uh, yeah. And the at the at the belly room on the on the more on the intimate special, the one in the small room. Uh for anybody that's never been to the comedy store, that room probably holds about sixty people, seventy people. May, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because you're stuffing you're stuffing that side room part yeah, to get yeah. that room. So that was and I and I love the fact that he that he did that um and made it different. It was it wasn't this big theater spectacle. It was just an intimate moment. Uh, which, which to me is the is the best way for comics to work out. Um, I don't want to lose my point because I want to get back to something else. But let me finish this one. The uh, Iceberg Slim story uh, was some gangster shit, and I recently saw a clip on uh, Twitter where Cat Williams is at a radio station and he breaks down the real reason why Chappelle didn't do the show. Um, and I've heard two different stories. Uh, one from Dave, which he's kind of said in a nutshell, when he was doing a skit where he did something about a pickaninny, and the way a white guy was laughing, he felt he was being laughed at, not with. with yeah. Um, but the, I don't know how true the story Cat tells is, because when you check the source, um, not try to you shit on Cat, much love, but. You know, this motherfucker, I don't know if his sanity is all in the right place. So I don't know what's true. But according to Cat, he goes, uh, Comedy Central made somewhere around $500 million off the Chappelle show. And Chappelle goes, pay me half. Give me half of what I've made you. They said, no, we'll give you 10%, 50 mil. And that's why he left. That's the real reason why he left. Now, I don't know how true that is. Let's just say for the sake of argument, it is true. Uh, damn. Because I know there's a lot of people that would go, I'll settle for the 50. And when you think about it, again, what's so crazy about Hollywood and life, yeah, $50 million on paper is a ton of money. But you got to remember, Uncle Sam takes half. So 25, just 50 just turned to 25. Then you're managing your agent between them. That's 20%. So really, fifty now becomes what? What's the math on that, real quick? Uh, it's twenty percent off the original fifty, though, right? Not off. Yeah, the- yeah, off the original fifty. So seventy percent total of your money is taken before you even touch it. What does that leave you with? I, yeah, I don't even know. Seventy percent of uh, well, twenty five, fifty million. It's uh, it's twenty million bucks. Yeah, is it? Let me just be sure because I'm still uh, drowning in while, tequila. While, while you fix that, I just wanted to say it was uh, a pixie, not a piccaninny. Uh, it was the a, pixie. Uh, wasn't it a pixie of a piccaninny? Yeah, but I just wanted to clarify that I didn't want to sit here with piccaninny in my in my thought well, process. Well, pixie on a piccaninny, a tomato, tomato. Well, no, the pixie that's the little guys, the little dude on the shoulder, right? Yeah, but it was of a, of a oh, piccaninny. piccaninny. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, fifty million minus seventy percent. Oh, because I took twenty percent off the twenty-five that was left. That's why fifteen million. Is all that's left? That's all that's left. Now, still, $15 million is a lot of money. but And he lives in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio. Oh. So he's set. $15 million in L.A. or Miami. You know, you get a $7 million house in L.A. for $15 million And, you know, you're still rich. 
but you 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 know what I mean? Yeah. But when you think about it, it's like five hundred million. You're responsible for Comedy Central making half, motherfucker. I, the bottom line is, I just think it's gangster the fact that he said "fuck y'all" for fifty, did Netflix and made sixty. Yeah. So. And he did four specials that he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that Iceberg Slim shit, man, he pulled some gangster shit. Um, Dave is king, man. He's king. Yeah. He's definitely the... I mean, I think when we did that list, I said one... That I'd give Dave one B. I still have to keep prior at number one. Yeah. But it's... He's entered a whole other realm of comedy. We should tell everybody where we're going to be next week before we go too far here. We're going to be in... Uh, uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I know the one bit I can't do. No, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, nah, but Cleveland's, Cleveland's cool, man. Um, another another blue-collar, uh, hardcore town. Uh, and it's probably going to be cold. But the good news is next door is Christie's. Strip club. I mean, it's literally two steps. Two steps away. Two steps away. So every time I get done, uh, anytime I get done at uh, the improv, I make a beeline over to Christie's. Are you giving LeBron tickets if he wants to come out? Oh, shit. I'm, you know, I'm making this motherfucker pay. <laughs> uh, I wish I could catch a Cleveland game because the, the Quicken Loans Arena is right there. Everything is right there. I don't think there's any games when we're in town. I looked. I think it's Monday. The Monday's the only game against uh, Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would love to go to a game, but even if there were, unless it's a Sunday game, early afternoon, yeah. most of those games start at 7, which means we have to be at work. So I can't catch it, but uh, Christie's has some 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 dimes, man. And this is how seriously they take Cleveland, uh, especially when LeBron was there the first time and they made the playoffs. I remember one night I was in uh, Christie's, and they take that – like. The Cleveland and LeBron means to them what the Steelers mean to Pittsburgh. The strippers wasn't stripping, and the, and the customers didn't want dances. Everyone was glued to the TV watching LeBron and the Cavs play in the playoffs. Like, that's serious. Like, when the pussy stops moving and dudes don't want the pussy to move, to watch ball, yeah, yeah, they live and die for that shit. What else? I mean, and I'm not knocking any of these cities. I, I mean, I really enjoyed I enjoyed all those shows that we've had here in, in Pittsburgh. I enjoyed all the people who came out and braved that weather. And, and so I think these are, you know, heartfelt people. I like it. But And Cleveland is another city, though. What's in Cleveland, like, anymore? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, this was the heart of the country at one time, but, I mean, industry's changed. I mean, people, yeah. these people live in a hard area. It's not... right. You know, and, and listen, when, when one athlete is responsible uh, for the city's entire uh, economy, damn. I mean, I'm telling you, back, I mean, now I I almost want to ask a Clevelander, is LeBron's value bigger now on the return versus when he was there? Like, I know it's valuable either way. But I wonder, did his stock go up? I have to imagine his stock went up when he came back well, versus he got, when he was there. Well, he got a championship, too, when he came back. Right. I mean, it, but it was pretty fucking high before he left. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I always said, man, LeBron could get busted doing cocaine in a sports car with the mayor's daughter, you know, going 100 miles an hour, and they'd let him go. No one since Jordan could get away with the stuff in today's media. He's, 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 and what he means to the city of Cleveland and that economy is fucking amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. Uh, and I done got some of my best pussy out of Cleveland, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was probably the, the three baddest bitches in the entire city. Uh, but, yeah, it was Cleveland. That was a fun time for me there. Um, but, damn it, man, Cleveland. You'll see. Yeah, I've never been to Cleveland. I've never done the uh, the improv there, so I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. I like this one. I know they're changing. They're going to change this one, but I like the layout of this uh, improv. I don't even mind the right. that center aisle being open to walk down. Yeah. Well, most of them are like that. Um, speaking of which, now that we're we're talking about sports, I see the uh, the Bills <laughs> have made the playoffs. I was browsing through Twitter, 
and uh, I guess they call them the the, the Bills Mafia. Um, listen, I want to say this, man. And again, I I am a fan of sports, uh, particularly boxing and, and basketball. At once upon a time when he was in the league, I was a Jordan groupie. I am a LeBron fan. I I, I am diehard Jordan, but he obviously isn't playing anymore. So I kind of thought, you know, when Jordan retires, what am I going to do? I'm not going to really want to fight because he's the only reason why I started watching basketball. But then as I watched, you know, uh, and I'm and I'm cool with the big fella Shaq. Once Jordan kind of left the pitch, I went, you know what? Fuck, man, I like Shaq. Let me, let me, and by, but, but by this time, Shaq had went to Miami. So I started following the Heat. Then I fell in love with Dwayne Wade, so I became a Heat fan. Then I wasn't even really a LeBron fan, but I liked the Heat, and the idea of Dwayne and LeBron was intriguing to me. So I started watching the Heat, and then still kept watching the Heat, and that's when I became a LeBron fan, and so I, I went, fuck. So then LeBron went back to Cleveland. So I st- Basically, I'm jumping all over the fucking place. I stick with the winners, baby. <laughs> I'm like Don King. I step over the loser's body, which is my fighter, and extend my hand to the winner. My man! Because the best pussy is at the, at the winner's party. Uh, but yeah, man, so, so I'm saying all that to say, yeah, Jordan, Shaq, Wade, LeBron, um... I'm a fan. I get it. I get it. But to some of you dudes, man, who are so fucking obsessed with these teams, and I'll even go as far as to say, look, you want to put a jersey on and wear another man's name when you're back? Mazel tov. But you guys that go to the games and physically abuse, harass, and hurt fans of the opposition Grow the fuck up. That you guys are fucking idiots. Like, it really is that serious. Like, it means that much to you that you are bothered to the point that someone else is supporting the opposition in your hometown at the stadium that you gotta assault them. You gotta be a dick. You gotta fucking do dick shit. Grow the fuck. There are children that behave better than this. Actual fucking children. I saw one clip where these two dudes, the opposition wearing the opposition jersey. I I couldn't see which team they were, but they're carrying a cooler. One's holding one side, the other's got the other side. I saw your post. Yeah, and the fucking Bills fan just runs up, jumps in the air, and jumps on top of the cooler forcing the guys to have the cooler yanked out of their hands and and no one was hurt but you never know maybe maybe one of the guys holding could have had his shoulder dislocated or something and i just wish one of the, the guys who was the opposition was an mma fighter and just put this guy's dick in the dirt like like why would you like so the fuck what it just, it's just, it, I, I i think guys that you some of you dudes man who name your kids after the players or fucking get the logo, team logo, tattooed on your body. You guys are fucking geeks. Like, like, because here's the, here's the thing. You guys will live and die for a team that doesn't know you exist. You will live and die for players who don't give a fuck about you. I know a lot of NFL dudes. I know a lot of NBA dudes who are fans of mine, watch comedy, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying all of them. There are a few of them out there that are, that are genuine guys. But a lot of them dudes don't give a fuck about you. You, you. Your dreams would be crushed if you went up to your favorite player and went, dude, I fucking, and they hit you with the, the fuck out my face. And I've seen them do it. <laughs> Not only have I, yeah, I see him do it all the time. You, you, you would, you would be crushed. You would be crushed. It'd be like a kid finding out Santa Claus doesn't exist, which is why I've always been scared to meet Michael Jordan because I've heard Michael's a dick. And as much as I love MJ, it would crush me if I went, "Yo, Mike," and before I could get two words out, nigga, beat it. I would be like, "Damn, yo." That's why I'm like, man, if I ever saw Mike, I would want somebody that really knows him well to introduce me. Like if I was hanging out with Charles Barkley 
And Charles was like, you, you, you a fan of Mike? Hey, come on, man. Yo, Mike, this is because when somebody introduces you yeah. to somebody, yeah. th- there's, there's a you come with some credentials, some credentials. But 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 on my own, I don't think I'd ever approach Mike, man. I know. I saw Scotty Pippen in Arizona once and I walked up to him and I introduced myself and he was talking to a girl and I had to leave and I knew it was the fucking wrong thing to do. Right. And I thought he's just going to shit on me. Nicest dude I've ever met. Is that moment. right? And I, I, he was. I'm a. I was a Scotty Pippen fan as much as Jordan. Right. I was. A, I was a Scotty Pippen. Well, fan. you know what? Here's the here's the key thing too, and this is something some fans don't get, because uh, we all we all have moments. So if you approach someone, luckily at the right moment, they're in a good mood. Everything is great. Uh, you know they'll 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 show love, but sometimes you know you don't know what just happened. Motherfucker got in an argument with their baby mother. Their kids pissed them off. Something happened. And uh, you catch them at the wrong time. Or sometimes they're just dicks. But also sometimes it's the fans. Like, I've had people approach me. And again, when you approach me the right way, dude, I'm, I'm, I am I'm give it back a hundred times. But some dudes will approach you and say stupid shit. Or, or, or feel like just because they know you. Because you come into their living room or you've come into their living room or they've invested some time in you, they can say anything to you. And that's where you make your mistake. Like, like, don't just don't be a dick and expect me to reciprocate the right way. You know, get the fuck out of here. You, you got to show love and respect to get love and respect. But I, I just I, again, I just think it's insane that some of these dudes invest in guys and a team that has that show that gives is no benefit in your life, other than the gratification you get from seeing them play. It's like, these motherfuckers don't pay your mortgage. They don't pay your rent. They ain't putting your kids to college. So when I hear them go, dude, we beat them. We. Who the fuck is we? You ain't on that. You ain't on that. Them salary books. Who is we? Dude, we haven't been to the. No, motherfucker. You a fan. Stop. Turn the volume down. I saw clips where. They showed a montage of fan reaction to, I guess, whatever game the Bills were playing, were watching. I think it was Cincinnati was playing somebody. I think it was Baltimore. And somehow, if Cincinnati won, that meant the Bills were in. And, I mean, it, it, was, it was such a buildup, like a fucking movie, between the fans watching it at bars in their homes. They cut to the team watching it in the locker room. So finally, when Cincinnati won, they just do this, you know, they're cutting to every scene for reaction. Grown men crying. <laughs> Tuck your dick between your lips. Are you fucking kidding me? You're a grown man. Stand the fuck up and pin your shoulders back. That means that much to you. Yeah, dude, this is a gang mentality is what it is. It's a gang mentality. These people, what these people don't understand, they go to these games, they become fans, they're vested, they're punching people from the other team because they're losing or whatever is happening. They don't understand that the guys that play the game and the team, the, the teams that are, that are battling each other that day, the guys, the stars on that team, the friends, they're going out to dinner with the opposing team that night. They're enjoying life while you're fucking beating up a guy just because he wore the different color T-shirt than you. Let me tell you something. Some of these athletes, if, if, if they could, depending on these fans, and, and, you know, some of these fans, they come with their ladies, man. Wives be fucking dimes. Beautiful. Some of your favorite athletes will fuck your girl if they had a chance. <laughs> Behind your back. <laughs> Like I just, I just don't understand the investment in something that gives you no benefit, uh, other than you loving the game. There's a comedian that I actually know that uh, has a joke. Oh man, I don't want to tell his joke, so I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say who it is. But uh, there is a comedian that his girl with him met the athletes. Yeah. At, from a basketball game and a star athlete and was having a party in his room and invited her, not him left him put her in his car she goes he goes are you going with him and he says yeah i'll call you later she, she said that she walked away just right there get the fuck out of here and left oh, he was supposed to be at the house waiting for her in his car and the moment she walked in a driveway he's supposed to run over her 
<laughs> he was supposed to smash he, on the gas and run over that bitch. That relationship ended, but the the, the point is though that, that that really does happen. No, I mean, the relationship doesn't end to the Buick rolls over, over her body. body. But now he, the, the, he roll over, put it in park, go bitch. Now this shit is over. No, the dude just went out and just saw like you know there were fans in the lobby, right? And this dude just went and pointed at people. Right. Pointing at girls, and the girls had the option of going. And wow. it didn't make a difference if they had a guy with them or not. The girls were wow. invited, got up, left. Yeah, I, I it just, like, even that, they call it the, the Bills Mafia. Why would you give yourself that? Moth, the Mafia, that nickname is associated with violence and death. There's like, a lot that, of mafias. Whatever. The point is, the, the name Mafia is not a good nickname. All right. Call yourselves the 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 Bills boys. The Bills boys. No one wants to be the Bills boys. You you acting like the Bills boys. They want to be darker. The Bills bitches. That would be more appropriate. <laughs> oh God! All I'm saying is, fellas, turn the volume down. Really, turn the fucking volume down. It's not that serious. See, that's because you move around from team to team. These people are diehard. Listen, even if I didn't, at the end of the day, are you paying my mortgage? Are you are you are you are you putting my kids to college? A little bit, a little bit. If you're a Green Bay Packer fan, the Green, the the Packers that that city owns. It's a city owned team, so yeah, they're paying a little bit. Green. I mean, if you live in the Hartley, if you're in the center of this country, and your steel work is gone, and all your stuff is gone, all you got is that team. Maybe that's all you have. I think that's sad. It's unfortunate. Like like I, you know, and I've been to some of these cities. You know, like there's some of these cities where that's what I'm saying. Like. New York, Chicago, L.A., there's so much to do that it's like I'm not saying you, there's not diehard fans in those cities because there are, but there's other things to get involved in. So it's like, hey, one minute, yeah, the Bears might have my attention, but then there's five other things right. that I can get right. involved in. Right. And a city like Buffalo, when it's cold, ain't shit to do. Bills all you got. <laughs> they're, 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 wings. Uh, and wings. And, and, and the, the beauty of the city. The, the women aren't that. It just. <sighs> this is it. And all your hopes and dreams are seasonal. Like I just. <laughs> come on, people. We got to. You, you got to get out of it. You got to do something better than this. There's more to life. There's more to fucking life. But I guess, listen, man, I guess if that's all you know and that's all there is, then that's all there is. But, I, you know, there's an airport in every city. Got, that's why we talked about it yesterday. You got to travel. I feel bad for people who get, and listen, traveling is expensive. So I'm, I'm not it's not like it's an easy thing to do. But God damn it, man. If, if like, what are you saving money to do? If you if, if you if your dreams don't go past owning a home and having a car and, so, and so a certain sense of security, that then fine, that's what it is. But once you've attained those things, got my house, got my car, you know, got a little bit of security, now what are you saving for? Whatever you're saving for, great. But try to maybe put some money away to one day get away. You got it. You got it. People got to experience the it's Once you start traveling and you see what there is to life, what life has to offer, get the fuck out of your city. It, 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 it makes you feel like, you know, you can expand in, in so many ways. It, it, once you see what else is out there, you think different. You feel different. You want different. Man, extend your reach. Okay, Cleveland, just to prove us wrong, we'll be out there next week. Hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what we're supposed to go see, what we're supposed to go look at in Cleveland. Yeah, you know. Tell us what we're missing. I know I missed something here. I wanted to go to the Andy Warhol Museum. I don't know if you know. He's an artist, a pop artist, right? Uh, I wanted to go. He obviously he was he was born here. I wanted to go see his museum. I like his artwork. So it's just what, like paintings. Yeah, just paintings and sculptures. Some sculpture things that he did uh, related. Gay. Yeah, he he was gay. He was extremely gay. <laughs> I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the move. Gay. No, I listen, man. I'm 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 being funny. Uh, but he, but Warhol was gay. Yeah, because he, I mean, he was gay, gay. You could probably right. You could you could yell it out like that. Uh, <laughs> but he's a great. I lo- I loved. I I thought he 
he was pivotal at, at a moment in artwork, uh, the pop art, and I happened to like it. So I was going to go check out his museum because, you know, and it's kind of interesting. You yelled gay like that. Dude, I wouldn't think that you could raise a gay person in uh, in Pittsburgh. It seems too hard, but there's, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm just, to come from that environment, move to New York, do what you do. That's what Andy Warhol did. And seeing how he had grew up here, mm-hmm. it changes kind of, it, it, it enhances the perspective of what I see people as. So, right. Like when you say traveling, you got to go backwards too. You can't just go to the great place. I like these famous places. Coming to Pittsburgh has really taught me a lot about living in a cold weather climate like this that I would never have known. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like I said, that's why I'm glad I got the fuck out of New York because I've been in LA since 93. And, uh, yeah, I can't take this winter shit. So Dude, I still love New York, and New York does not have this kind of feel. You talking about terms of the weather? Yeah, even the weather. Maybe it's just because there's more to see while you're walking around that you don't notice that you're getting blasted by the cold. Yeah, you'll notice. And you don't wear long johns. No. My legs don't get cold. It's my chest well, and my face. My face and my hands. I hate when my hands get cold. You don't feel that on your balls? No. Oh, you're God. I got toasty balls. Oh goodness, I don't know what that means, but uh, I wear t- I wear I wear uh, uh, what are the, what are they called uh, boxer briefs? I do too. Put your balls all in a nice place in a warm area. Fuck that! My balls need extra fur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I fucking I listen that cold denim. Touching your naked thigh? Oh man! Oh, that'll kill you. Them, them long johns make a difference. I'm sure they do, but I really, I really don't feel. It. I felt it a little bit last night when we were walking back. When we were walking back last night, and it was zero degrees. I mean, I felt my legs were cold, but it wasn't like my face is what was cold. Oh, my hands dude. were cold. I could have given a shit about. It. My legs were fine. Right. So far, I'm looking at the score on the TV. It's uh, 42 seconds left in the third. Jacksonville's up 10 to Buffalo's three. I'm telling you right now, if the Bills lose this game. Suicide watch for the city of Buffalo. No, they'll be fine. And OJ, that was what I loved. OJ's there. That, wearing his own jersey, and there were pictures of OJ taking pictures with Bills fans. You motherfuckers better win this game. If you don't, he's killing everybody. <laughs> that nigga's so, at the arena with a knife. So wrong. He's <laughs> just gonna start randomly stabbing motherfuckers in the crowd. Oh. I hope they win, man. I, I you know, I'd love to see the reaction. But if they don't win, it's going to be depressing. I saw they, they do this thing. Part of the initiation uh, was during the tailgating, they're lighting tables on fire. And they they, they either uh, uh, voluntarily jump in the air and slam themselves on the table wrestling style and break it. Or they, you know, a bunch of guys grab you and throw you on top of the table. What is it? White guys, with the, white people, you guys have a natural <laughs> destructive gene. Well, y'all just like to fucking demolish shit. Break shit. What's funny is too is when you were saying it, I saw white people. Yes, niggas don't do shit like that. But when you say cheerleader, I do. I do see white women in my head though too. Dude, I'm telling you, that's why you know. I was just saying, man. It, historically, woo, pickup trucks hanging niggas. That's why, again, this myth that black people, black men are supposed to be scary and intimidating. Historically, you know, white rockers, fucking trash hotel rooms. After games, you guys riot, tailgate, you slam, and you jump in the table. White people, y'all just have a destructive mechanism naturally where y'all and like to fuck shit up. A violent streak. Black folks are only intimidating to white folks because white folks know the history. Black people are only say that again? White folks are only intimidated by black folks because white folks know the history. So we know why someone would want to fucking beat our ass. <sighs> That's where the intimidation comes from. As far as, you. as far as this breaking shit, it's because we haven't had a, as, as a, as a culture, I don't think, I mean, everybody's had a hard life. But as a white culture, we look for shit to make it harder. Niggas are not that dangerous. We're not. Southside of Chicago is pretty dangerous. Yeah, but, uh, you know, eh, look, there are ignorant niggas out there. You know, like I said, uh, niggas beat up 85-year-old women for 75 cents. You know what I mean? So we, there's an ignorant cr- criminal element, yes, that exists. But just, 
as a group, niggas ain't that dangerous, man. We don't get rowdy like that. Not like not like this white like not white. over shit like that. No, no, it's not when when like you said when a sports team wins, it's not a bunch of black folks turning over cars. No, because we're not fucking up our rides, man. We got rims on them motherfuckers. <laughs> shit costs money, man. <laughs> um, what else? What else we got? We what, oh, oh, I want to talk about that Louis C.K. Uh, mm-hmm. And you kind of said it. You said it to I me. I think Louis coming back, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, I saw the setup in the air. FX said something about um, after an intense investigation, they found no wrongdoing. That this is the network that his show was on. This is the setup. It's he's coming back. But they took it away right away. And then of they, course, then they investigated, and they found out, as Dave Chappelle said, you know, you can just hang up the phone. Listen, man, when you make people money, all is forgivable. When you make, and I'm not saying it should be, because again, let me say, wrong is wrong, and what these guys do, sexual assault is wrong. Um, And there's a price to pay. And, you know, ladies, again, you tell me if we're wrong, but once the price has been paid, still has to make a living you understand that is that wrong in me saying that no i mean once you pr- you have to pay the price and once you've paid your your price you got to go back to making a living i mean what, what are these, these people supposed to be in exile forever but and this is show business where there's a lot of money to be made so you know that's why i said man you know when lebron was going through the shit and the flack he caught for the decision he made i said look nigga kobe beat rape you can beat the decision you can come back. You will come back. Kobe was at the highest point. That's why he was able. Well, he was winning again. Yeah. And he did it in spectacular fashion. So he was forgiven. Winning cures all ails. I once had a Hollywood agent tell me that if Hitler could open a box office weekend, he could come back. Yeah. I think he could. But all movies about Hitler make money. And I'm not saying that to be a joke. I'm quoting what, I, what someone told me, and I'm not being insensitive to the plight of Jewish people. Uh, we all know they went through the most, one of the most horrible or, ordeals ever. So I love the Jews. Please, I don't want this to be misinterpreted. I, I love the Jews. We've, you know, they, y'all, we got similarities. You know what I mean? Big noses and gold chains and shit. <laughs> High ankle socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, Jews. Um, there was a there was a uh, a video that came out on YouTube that I watched, and there was a, it's about the danger of calling Louis C.K. behavior sexual misconduct. Uh, and she kind of broke it down differently because she said that what we what what we're looking for is consent. And every time Louis, before he pull out his dick, even if it was inappropriate behavior. Was it misconduct if he was looking for consent? If he said, hey. If he asked? If he asked. Right. Because the whole goal, and I'm not, listen, I'm not glossing over this. I mean, I think it's irresponsible. I think it's kind of, I wouldn't want, if I had a daughter, to go out with a guy who just thought he could pull his dick out. Yeah, I get that. But like she said, the goal is for everyone to have consent. And so if he's asking, we have to put it in. We have to make sure that we categorize things correctly, so that if someone is asking for consent, which is the ultimate but goal, based on how you ask, is that harassment? Because if you go, excuse me, miss, I've been wondering all year. First of all, here's these flowers. These are for you. Happy harassment day. I've been wondering all year if you would <laughs> suck my dick in the broom closet. Patrice O'Neill. Uh, elephant in the room, room. sexual harassment was great. So when you ask like that, I was wondering if you would suck my dick in the broom closet. That's that's he's asking for consent, but the word "suck my dick" is where it becomes harassment. I think there has to be a step before "suck my dick." Like, would you go out with me? And then when you're out on the date, hey, is this is there a chance that this is going to end? With you sucking with my, my dick, dick? <laughs> just before, like you know, right. I, I don't know, I don't know. I really, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize this, but to say, uh, you know, do you care if I jerk it right here while you're in the room? And if they say no, 
then and you still do it, then it's misconduct. But if you don't, but if, but, if, but look, it's in the office. It's in the office place where it's in the workplace. So that goes against the the guidelines and the rules of of the workplace. How you supposed to behave? Yeah. So then that's when it becomes sticky. Well, and then there was another part where. Since now, what if it's not in the workplace? Well, this one wasn't the workplace. The one that I'm talking about where he was at the hotel room was afterwards. They're coming back to talk to right. him in his room. Uh, the other one was in the workplace. And right. That was the one. And this is where she talks about it differently, too. She said that um, if he said something that was inappropriate, where they felt right. there was misconduct at the workplace, instead of not saying anything about it and removing him or removing them from being associated together... That was the wrong. That was the wrong move because it should have been addressed, and they should have been known to be that this is wrong, and you can't do it. I mean, he's an adult; he should know it's wrong anyway. But to not say anything at the time was the wrong move, right? So, I, I mean, I'm not. Again, I really believe women have been treated unfairly. You know, I, I'm going to go back to something Patrice said, which he's 100 percent right when he goes, "Oh, men working with women is like bear working with salmon, uh, working with fish." It's like sometimes I'll look at the news, like Fox News. I want to say particularly Fox News because they, they do it where sometimes some of their anchors will do interviews and have discussions sitting on a couch. So you get that full body shot when you watch it on TV. And I'm telling you, man, some of them women, legs and them heels and skirts, how the fuck as a dude working with them do you not go, God damn because i'm sitting at home watching this shit going god damn even with sports center some of these chicks that do and they're fucking the body shot from head to toe as they're doing their thing I'm, and, they're, and they got a dude next jesus like and again that just goes into the 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 the, the very core of the natural instinct of a man to look and fucking have that fucking slav on the side of your mouth. Like it just, you look good, ladies. It's a compliment. I understand we got to be professional, but to have to ignore that inner caveman, that's a hell of a task. You mean our evolution of who we are as as men? Yeah, we're put on this earth as as men that don't that don't have a mechanism within our body only to produce a seed, but to go out and do everything else. But women are produce kids and we're supposed to ignore all that and just be a, a fucking shell of what we are and not notice a woman that's standing next to you is good looking. You mean that's the person? Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. Now that's yeah. what, that's what we're supposed to be. Have some self fucking control. No, if you get all legs, all greasied up and you're standing on ESPN and you're looking fucking good, you Put that together for a reason. Like, what's her name? Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. She used to be the uh, mediator on First Take. Yeah, I know. The she, black girl. Is it, and now not, she's is it, is it champion? Carrie Champion. She was all so lotion up. I mean, she always looked like just before she hit the stage, she just dipped herself in baby oil. And she's got great legs. How the fuck? Is you got patent leather legs. How do I ignore that? Her legs look like tuxedo shoes. I can't ignore that. I understand you're at work. I get that you're at work. But just because you're at work doesn't mean your eyeballs stay home. Let me ask you something. If, if you're a dude and you're working with one of these chicks and they're doing the full body shot, the two shot of y'all standing on set, sports center, and you got the full body shot, and... uh you got on your suit, tight suit, and you had the most massive missile nuclear erection that was obvious. It ain't like you pulled your dick out. You, you're fully clothed, but your dick print uh, looks like uh, a pro wrestler's arm. <laughs> Is that sexual harassment? It's not sexual harassment, but it's you covered up. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. You can't control a hard on. The motherfuckers I like the uh Jehovah's Witnesses. They just show up. We're supposed to be in our heads enough to control a dick response. All right. We're gonna leave it there because it's time. Is it time? Yeah. I was just having fun with about two this. Minute, with two minutes past. So are we supposed to be a shell of ourselves? Uh Listen, I said this before. If you look good, you look good. And if you don't look good and want anybody else to notice, then don't look good. 
I mean, I know you do it for yourself oh, as well. I don't one. give a shit. If you, I could see the I could see the tiki torches and the uh, no, and the man. crew cuts coming right now. I know you do it for yourself to look good. So if you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, "I look good," that means you may walk by me and I may fucking agree with you. That's all I'm doing. You look and listen. Good. If, even if you don't verbally say you look good. An erection in a suit is saying <laughs> you look good. <laughs> Where are we next week? Cleveland? We're at Cleveland. Cleveland Improv. Come on out. Bring them hardcore linebacker bitches with you uh, so we can have a good time. Christie's, I'm coming. I'm coming, Christie's. Follow me on Twitter, Aerie Spears. Instagram, Aerie Spears Official. Pandora for free, Aerie Spears, YouTube for free, Aerie Spears. Hit the subscribe button. I don't know why you guys aren't sending these goddamn emails. Maybe because we're not popular enough. Maybe nobody gives a shit. Oh, shit. We didn't Maybe ask. we're not good enough. I didn't do the question from. Uh, we'll save it for next one. Put it on. We'll put it yeah. on next week. Okay. Um, um, if I have a voice, I'll be in Cleveland. Um, I'm at andycomedy.com. All my social media is at the top of my page. I really, really like Instagram right now. If you guys want to hit me up over there, I'd appreciate it. Um, also, my merch page is on there. If you got some, you know, I got some hoodies that came out. Uh, I'm just trying to make some money. Um, look me up. Send some, send some messages. I can't wait to this Bills game, man, so I can see these motherfuckers lose their shit. All right, we're going to go catch the end of the Bills game. You guys have a good week. We'll talk to you in a few days. Yep.